Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello, I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to this edition of Extra Preps, weekly high school sports podcast. News Gazette Prep Sports Editor Zach Pyatt will join me soon in Arthur, where the Knights of Arthur Loving Fanat with Hammond High School have quite the football season in the works. The Knights are now 8-0, entering the final week of the IHSA football season. A big matchup with Sullivan Okaw Valley is in store as both teams look to clinch an undefeated season and a conference championship. But when we caught up with the Knights, they were preparing for Arcola in Week 8. A rivalry game that now features a trophy. And we'll get the lowdown on what that rivalry means, as well as what's cooking in the hallways of Arthur Lovington at Woodham and High School. Again, an 8-0 football season. Off to a great start. Nathan Ty, Maddox Sturrett, and Jace Parsons, the players that will join us, along with head coach Ryan Jefferson. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to Extra Prep. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Our first ever trip out to Arthur, Illinois, to talk with the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights football team. The Knights off to a 7-0 start in the 2023 season, getting ready for a big one on Friday, October 13th against Arcola. We've got Jace Parsons with us, Nathan Ty is with us, Maddox Sturrett is with us, and head coach Ryan Jefferson as well, ahead of his uh, in the middle of his sixth season, I should say, here at the helm of the Knights program. And, Coach, we'll start with you. Appreciate you guys making some time for us. Uh, 7-0 start. What is the the feeling around this team and this community right now? Uh, we're feeling good. The community is excited, you know, coming off of last year's playoff success. Um, I think even we might have had some doubters here, you know, just because you get classes up and down, you know, mm-hmm. in, in small towns and small schools. So uh, there might have been some worries early on, but I think we've established now that we're a good football team. And um, so there's a lot of excitement surrounding us. 7-0 and start. You guys have only played two one-score games this year, I believe, by, by my count. So a good team can pull away in the second half, certainly. What Was there a moment maybe early on or at any point, I guess, during the season where things clicked and you realized, hey, this team is uh, not going to drop off like some might have projected us to? Yeah, I mean, week one, you know, we opened with Argenta. Um, I think that was a, a closer game than we than it could have been. We had some fumbles inside our own 10-yard line and stuff. but um, So that wasn't really a good gauge on, on the season. So I think it was week two, um, the, our big third quarter, where we took a 43-15 to 15 lead over Villa Grove, who we thought was going to be – and they, they are a very good team. But they had a rough uh, schedule at the beginning of the year, so that was a big game for us. Um, obviously, that ended up being one of the one-score games that you were talking about with uh, – they, they had a big fourth-quarter comeback. Um, but to me, that was kind of a, a change in the – 
where, where I thought we were going to be headed. So, Sure. Two seniors with us, Nathan Ty and Chase Parsons. Nathan, we'll go to you first. The senior class, what does that group bring to the table, and what was kind of the mentality? I know we're going back uh, some seven weeks now, but what was the mentality kind of coming into the season with this group and wanting to, uh, as Coach kind of alluded to, maybe prove some of those doubters wrong? Uh, this senior class this year is a lot smaller than the past few classes. It's also a lot quieter. Uh, there's a lot less contention, a lot less egos, I suppose you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not so much proving doubters wrong. It's more so just uh, proving to each other and to to yourself that you are as good as you know you can be. Jace, we'll go over to you here. Um, you know, it, from from what I saw uh, last year, you were a wide receiver. Is that right? And, and running back a little bit too, yeah. Yeah, so a little bit of skill position there. And then you come in this year as uh, f- filling a Caden Fagan spot at, at quarterback. Uh, took his number as well. Is, is that right? <laughs> yeah. um, what What has that transition uh, been like from uh, from a guy who's, you know, getting the ball, you know, every once in a while to now, hey, you're getting the ball every play? Um, I mean – it's just really I'm just taking a bunch of I watch a lot of film and I just studied Caden last year. I knew I'd kinda of step into a role like this this year and it's just a lot of preparation I've been putting in work for over a year. Um and I'm just really loving proving everyone wrong. Maddox, what does the uh what is the rest what does the offense kinda of look like as as opposed to last year? Kinda of what has that adjustment been like to a new quarterback, new guy under center and, and how kinda of how's that offense made that transition? Well, I feel like last year, a lot of the times, our offense, you know, having a person like Caden on the team, it's, you know, everybody always thinks you're going to give the ball to him every single time. Mm-hmm. This year, we have a lot more balance. We're more all-around balanced team, and it's a lot of fun being able to share it with everybody else. Ryan, going back to you, Caden Fagan, obviously, we've alluded to him, our, our News Gazette All-Area Player of the Year last year, now at Illinois in his freshman season, was a, a force for your offense last year, could do it all. I mean, you line him up at quarterback, but obviously he's playing running back at Illinois, good frame, you know, can uh, really play that physical style of football. What does what, what having a guy like that uh, around the program do? I know uh, it brings a lot of attention to the program, right? Kind of let some of these other guys get the spotlight, too, because people are out to maybe look at Caden and they see oh hey Jace has a nice game or hey Nathan's bringing it today what is what is that kind of what did that do for the program having Caden around yeah a lot of the stuff you talked about like getting exposure to, to other athletes you mm-hmm. know uh, Jace here has been on several visits over the summer um, he went to Eastern a couple weeks ago so um, just that exposure there but also just having Caden um, you know Jace talked about it too but like they looked up to him because he mm-hmm. was the f- first one in the weight room last one to leave I mean he was the strongest on the team by far, but he would be doing extra stuff on his own um, to make sure that his body was prepared and um, and just his mental focus, focus during practice. I mean, that was a big thing. Coach, it just kind of seemed like, you know, I don't want to focus too much on Caden, but, but uh, you know, with, with very high-powered offense last year with him uh, running the show, this year, you know, doesn't seem like you guys have lost a step, obviously, at 7-0 up to this point, maybe even have sped up since then rather than than slowed down what what's been the secret to to this year's team that that's allowed them to just keep going forward like that uh i think you know kind of what uh nathan was talking about earlier just first of all the team just gets along really well and not to say that last year's team didn't but there was just a different vibe going into this year um the kids really enjoy being around each other um and so when it came to an offensive identity you know we kind of said yeah caden's gone but we still have a lot of playmakers um and with jace 
stepping into that quarterback role, we were able to do a lot of the same things that we did with Caden. Um, and actually, I was looking at stats earlier because I'm a big stat guy, and um, they're about 90 yards apart from each other through week seven. Um, I think Caden had a little bit more rushing yardage. Jace has a little bit more passing yardage, but it's kind of cool to look back on that and see where we were at as an offensive team last year compared to this team. So it's it's been pretty cool um, to see that. Few will ever match. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this before we we started recording. Few players you see at quarterback, running back, can match Caden's physicality. But Jace doesn't. I mean, he's not a small guy by right. any means. He can still kind of bring that physical style of play. Absolutely. I mean, he's done a job, good job of uh, getting stronger over the years. I think he's up to about one ninety, one ninety five. So that still packs a punch in one A, two A football um, compared to Caden's two forty. But um, so yeah, I think that's another thing is you know teams were really uh, they had to be thinking about how they were going to tackle Caden last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going into games maybe a little bit overconfident against Jace. And, you know, Maddox is a hard runner too. So um, that's something that our, our running back coach has done a good job of, you know, teaching them how to run. So Sure. To shift gears a little bit, uh, Nathan, going over to you, Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, obviously a collection of four small towns. Arthur the biggest, but uh, certainly you draw some from the, those other communities too. What, what What's the pride you guys take in that, you know, being kind of a – and we have some other schools like that in our coverage area certainly, but what, what kind of pride do you take in, hey, being a collection of these four communities that come together and, you know, form obviously a lot of, a lot of pride in the uh, red and gold here in the hallways? Uh, all four schools – a lot of people know each other beforehand, even through sports, JFL, and stuff like that. But uh, having the ability to come together as one team is kind of a point of pride in itself. Like, being able to work together so well, despite the fact that we're all from so many different places. And that's not to mention the s- smaller towns that also go to the, middle- the elementary schools. Mm-hmm. There's Lake City and places like that. And so... It's just kind of, uh, there's a lot of people from a lot of different places, but they still manage to get along pretty well. Sure. That's kind of the the point of pride in itself. Chase, what's a Friday like for you guys, getting ready to go out and uh, Friday Night Lights? I mean, I, I we talked about this during uh, our high school football media days, but I've got to imagine there's not a lot of focus on class on that Friday, right? You know, you're kind of amped up, ready to go. Everyone's got the butterflies. Just take us inside what uh, QB1's game day is like here for the for the Knights. Well, I mean, the first thing I think about when I wake up is the game. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but a lot of time in class on Fridays and watching film, <laughs> getting ready. Um. I really take pride in like getting my body ready for Fridays and all that. And then, of course, whenever we actually get to the game, it's four big towns and the little towns in there coming together so we get a good crowd. Um, we just got a lot of traditions like running out. We got smoke we run out to and playing music, and we got fireworks and all that for when we score. So it's just really awesome. Jace, have you, have you noticed, like, you know, being 7-0, and have you noticed in the community, like, is, is there kind of a different feel around, like, the community support? Like, it's just saying, hey, we've got an undefeated high school football team on our hands here. For sure. Like, at the start of the year, after week one, we be- barely beat our agenda by a couple touchdowns. You weren't really hearing nothing. And now, I mean, after every win, I get stopped, like, once or twice a week congratulating us on how we're doing so far. Maddox, what do you think that does for just the the rest of the athletic program here at uh, ALAH? What does that do for you guys? Because football kind of drives everything. I mean, have you noticed uh, a little more school pride here? I mean, not that you guys lack school pride to start, but have you noticed any more, you know, team colors, school colors in the in the last seven weeks as the season's kind of gone along? Well, I mean, 
at the beginning of the season, you know, there were some people that were doubting on us mm-hmm. and because we didn't have Caden and I think now that we're winning, it's really shown shown everybody that we're a strong we're not just a strong football team, we're a strong football program. And we have more people coming up and more people that are gonna be playing big roles. So I think that we definitely have more school spirit now. People are people have lots of trust in us. I mean, every Friday everybody's got Knights gear on. Mm-hmm. It's a big lot of it's a lot of school support. Maddox mentions it being a strong football program. Ryan, you're in the middle of your sixth year here uh, with the Knights. What has that evolution been like? Kind of where has how has the program progressed from year one to year six? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, my first year uh, I came in, we went two and seven. Um, I felt like that year we had a lot of games where we were in it at halftime, and then uh, just the lack of experience from a lot of younger kids playing, um, and just having the lower numbers. Um, that came into effect um, in that season. But over that, that off season, um, we had really good le- leaders like Lucas Otto, um, Mason Bernius, Ben Carroll, Jameson Roki. Like that junior and senior class uh, going forward really is what they made the commitment to right the ship. Um, and so Caden actually came in as a, as a freshman that next year. And so I think everyone just got it in their heads that, you know, it was Caden on up. But really, mm-hmm. like I said, it was that junior and senior class that um, changed things. And then obviously Caden continued that. Um, and I knew with him going, g- moving on that we were still going to have strong players and strong leadership coming up. So um, I'd say after year two, I was feeling pretty good about where we were headed, and then COVID hit because um, I thought we were going to have a pretty strong uh, 2020 season, which ended up being 2021 of uh, the spring season. But um, So then things kind of took a turn, you know, kids weren't going out for sports anymore because we were wearing masks and stuff. So mm-hmm. now that we're in year three past the COVID era, um, I feel pretty good. And uh, like Maddox just said, like there's a lot of pride in the JFL now. Our our uh, heavyweight team only lost a couple games this year. Our JV is 6-1. and one. We lost a close game to Tuscola. So we've really got some, some talent coming up, and there's a lot of interest at the lower levels. When you look at ALAH athletics, there are a lot of names, not just on the football team, but just athletically as a whole. There are a lot of last names that you see often. Uh, what does that sense of continuity do for you guys that, you know, so many siblings come out, you know, older brother plays and then uh, younger brother comes out or, you know, maybe sister played volleyball and brother plays football kind of thing. What does that continuity do for you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I think especially in small towns, you know, you want those those strong bloodlines to come through. Um, so that's one thing, you know, I wanted to, to take pride in for mm-hmm. our program was to have a strong season. Um, and you get those younger siblings of the kids who were in those championship type teams um, that excites their siblings and they want to be playing those roles when they get older. So um, for a community like this, that's that's huge. Coach, uh, you mentioned, you know, a couple answers ago, uh, just or I guess everybody has kind of mentioned just this team kind of came into this season almost with a little bit of not necessarily an underdog mentality, but it's just people started to kind of, there were doubts yeah. swirling around um, mainly because Caden, you know, had graduated. Do you almost feel like this group that you've got this year isn't getting as much credit as they deserve? Um, I think up to this point. Yeah. I think, I think there's still a little bit of a lack of respect um, in some areas, you know, and rankings aren't, aren't everything but you know we just keep reading about oh well you know they beat this team but are they going to beat the next good team and you know Mm -hmm. it's just that stuff gets old so you know that's the thing that we talk about trying to get better in every practice get better every week and just prove the doubters wrong um and i'm not saying that we should be ranked you know but um we're we're trying to work our way there i've got a i've got a 
quandary on my hands this week because when we do our radio game on Light Rock 97.5, I also have to pick it in the paper. I always pick the home team. Now I'm, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pick against you guys this right. week. We'll see what happens uh, in Arcola there. But, Nathan, going over to you, you know, you guys still certainly have some work to do. Great 7-0 start, but still two more regular season games. Big one against Arcola on Friday night. And then into the playoffs, which you guys have already wrapped up a, a berth there. But how do you guys stay focused? How do you guys kind of balance, hey, we're 7-0, and things are going great, versus still some work to do and we can't get too far ahead of ourselves? Uh, we're re- reminded of that fairly often. Yeah, <laughs> he, Coach, make sure we don't forget that. Yeah. But uh, it's most often reminded when we see the mistakes we make. Because uh, we're not – we try to be perfect, but we're not, we're not perfect. No one's at perfect. So, Jace, what would you say a good day of practice looks like? You know, we hear you know we had a great practice today, so so on and so forth. But what would you what would you classify as a great day of practice for the Knights? Um, I mean, it just starts as soon as you walk in the gym, and there's a certain focus that you can just feel with everyone. Um, we get down in the locker room, not too much messing around. We're still having fun, but not messing around. Um, and we're just focused, start to finish, and by the end of the practice, when we're in the huddle and we're almost done. We know that we got better today. I got nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach, we'll go over to you before I forget. Uh, extra prep here. like to let coaches shine a spotlight on those around the program, you know, who make things a success. Just take us behind the scenes real quick. Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond Football. Who are some folks, uh, the grounds crew, you know, the clock operators? Just who are, And I know probably too many to name, but who are some of those folks that uh, make it happen on a Friday night for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I take a lot of pride in our uh, our facilities. Um, our practice field is one of the, I'd say it's one of the largest around. We have mm-hmm. a lot of space out there, and uh, our maintenance guy, Justin Woodard, um, and his crew, they make the, the practice field look really nice. You know, I don't have to be out there lining the field, which is something that would take a, a lot of uh, man hours and manpower, and so they they take care of that. Uh, the game day, the field looks great. Um, and so Justin Woodard, we thank him a lot. Um, coach McCarthy, he's been an assistant coach here um, during my entire tenure, and then he's been an assistant coach for about – I'd say 10-plus years, but he's been a, a head coach here. He's been a head track coach for 30-plus years. But he's basically been coaching for mm-hmm. 50 years. He's been in this community for 50 years. So um, even though he's on staff, he's just always – he's my number one right-hand man. He's here early, um, you know, getting getting equipment out for his drills and stuff, or mm-hmm. he can manage the kids um, in the in the gym when I'm away. Um, and then his wife, Sally, she actually writes for the the local newspaper here. Um, but she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes too and takes pictures. And so uh, that's just a great family, a staple of the Arthur community that makes a lot of things happen. For sure. Maddox, going back to you, we talked about the uh, senior class, uh, you know, the two alongside your seniors. This is their last uh, dance. But looking at the junior class, what can uh, what, what, what have the contributions from that group been like this season and what can folks look forward to from that group uh, next season? I know don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but obviously everyone coming back. I think that we're going to have a really strong season next mm-hmm. year. I mean, I'd say that a lot of our players this year are they're not seniors. They're going to be they're going to be returning players next year. So I mean, obviously we're going to lose some really good players, but I think I can see that we're going to have a really strong com- team coming back next year. We have a lot to look forward to. Sure. And then looking this week uh uh, the narrow focus on this week, Coach, go back to you, Arcola. Uh, as we talked about before we started recording, they need this win to get into the playoffs. They're 3-4, and four, a strong uh, history of success in Arcola, to say the least. What? Uh, how, how do you kind of size this one up on Friday night? Going to be a good one on Light Rock 
Yeah, well, again, you just mentioned Arcola has the tradition and the history, so we're not overlooking them uh, by any means, and they're going to make a strong push, uh, uh, make this game competitive because they need this win to get in the playoffs. But it's been different this year preparing for Arcola in, in itself because they have traditionally been a, a spread team, mm-hmm. you know, more in the shotgun. This year they're under center, they're wing T, so it'll kind of look like we're mere images of each other. Um, could be a quick game if we're both running the ball. <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of wet and muddy on Friday night. So, yeah, it might be a – a quick game but um again we just they're they're gonna play hard they're gonna play uh they're a very well coached team um they got a new head coach this year but I've got to know him a little bit um and I I'm just looking forward to it it's one of those it's a rivalry game you know we're mm-hmm. the route 133 rivalry uh we're playing for a trophy this year that's something that the ADs have kind of brought up to to add more excitement so um I think it's gonna be a fun one that, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just going to say, we, we heard about that this turned into a trophy game right. um, as well. What what does that do for for just the community and also the kids? Like, Does that just add more to it, add more pride to it? I think so because, you know, you get those uh, those elderly folks who maybe aren't paying as much attention, but then something like this gets thrown in. They're like, oh, yeah, beat our cola. <laughs> you know, it, it adds to it. So um, that's going to be fun, and then the football team is going to take a lot of pride in it to, to hopefully get that first trophy because I think this is the first meeting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it's going to be volleyball, basketball, baseball, softball. But I don't think our volleyball team has played them yet. So this is going to be the first game for the trophy. So we're hoping to bring it home uh, to the west side of Douglas County for at least uh, a little bit. Yeah, that adds that adds a lot. I'm looking forward to that aspect for sure. And again, not to look too far ahead, but week nine uh, of presently undefeated Sullivan Okaw Valley team. And I think you told us at media days before the season, you could see that becoming a natural rivalry, mm-hmm. what some 10 miles between the yeah. two communities. So you guys, uh, you guys can get up for two rivalry games there in weeks eight and nine. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're going to try, and I know Mr. Seal has some plans for, for that game too, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Moultrie-Douglas County rivalry, you know, yeah. uh, and the Lovington kids are going to have to take pride in that you know, t- for the Moultrie <laughs> side. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a game that should have been played for, for years. So we're excited to, that they came back into the conference to make that kind of that natural rivalry game. And one more for you. The uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference right now is seemingly in a pretty good place. I know what closed off uh, football conference now, so you get these, uh, get those playoff points. Not that you'll need them here at 7-0, and but it uh, seems like things are uh, really looking up on the football side of things for the LPC. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, I've been really impressed with just the, the conference overall. I mean, week one, Argenta came out played really tough i can see they're a, they're a very improved football team um Sangamon valley same thing you know nakoma's coming in we didn't know much about them but they played tough so uh, i think you look at the middle of the pack you know a lot of teams are three and four so you look at those records you know you don't see much but that's three more teams that are fighting for playoffs whereas uh, a couple of us have established our spot already i think going forward that's going to be it's going to be a strong conference it's going to be really exciting as you alluded to to see because that middle of the pack everyone's jostling for position so it'll be interesting to see who makes the playoffs here in the last two weeks of the season but you guys are already in the playoffs at seven and oh Ryan, wishing you guys good luck against Arcola on Friday night. Should be a lot of fun on Light Rock 97.5. Chase Parsons, Maddox Stewart, Nathan Ty with us as well. Thanks for uh, the time, guys, and good luck this weekend. Thank you. Yep. Sneak in a quick break and come back to close the book on another episode of Extra Prep after this. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today.
That'll about do it for this episode of Extra Prep. I'm Joey Wright. Thanks to Zach Pyatt, as always, for joining me. And the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights, now 8-0, looking to clinch a Lincoln Curry Conference championship. They can do so on Friday, October 20th, with a win against Sullivan Okaw Valley. Nathan Ty, Maddox Sturrett, and Jason Parsons joining us on this episode of Extra Prep. Head coach Ryan Jefferson as well. We appreciate their time and hospitality. They raise the Golden Horseshoe for the first time. It'll be fun to keep an eye on that trophy as it travels between six sports offered by the two schools. Football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, and baseball and softball in the spring. Until next time, I'm Joey Wright. Again, this has been Extra Prep. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your day.